Hello, and thank you for downloading Unpacked, the History Talks podcast from History Colorado Studios. I'm your host, Jose Ortega. In this talk, you will hear Manuel Gonzalez giving the lecture Consunas de mi Padre. It was recorded as a part of the Borderlands of Southern Colorado online lecture series on May 7, 2020. For more podcasts from History Colorado Studios, go to historycolorado.org slash podcasts. So today I'm here to share a little bit, not, not just about myself and who I am, but about my father and his legacy in that way. Because my father's side of the family comes from a little town in northern New Mexico called Anton Chico. And, and in Anton Chico, he started a band. And in that, that band, it was, it, he was the leader and it was Manny and the Casanovas. And so um, let, me, let me read you a little bit that I have about this. See, here we have our own music and it kind of sounds like, it sounds like green chili played with a rockabilly guitar and it's, and it's like New Mexico played with, with saxophones. It's, it's, it's our, our, our culture, who we are. So I'm going to start by reciting a poem. And this poem is just kind of about who I am and where I'm from. And I think it's, it's, appropriate to begin it in this way and I'm a poet and so that's that's the best way for me to start things it kind of gets us all together on the same page so the title of this poem is I come from I come from wind and rain I come from tears and pain I come from infinity and energy confusion and simplicity I come from words mixed with willpower I come from chicharrones and lotus flower I come from music and corazón I come from war and revolution I come from deep within the earth like a didgeridoo's drone braided with the shoes of a flamenquera palmas and cajon I come from Santuario sand and the Tecato's wound howling coyotes in shadow of the moon I come from history's interpretations and the realities of the past I come from then and now the first and the last I come Come from conquest in war, Mother Earth and eagle's wing, a serpent on a cactus. I come from the deepest reaches of the infinite Nagual to the fallacy of reality veiling the eyes of us all. Because I come from Barrelas and Martinez Town, San Jose and Duranes, Los Padillas and the Bosque. I come from Anton Chico and Mora and Taos. I come from New Mexico. I come from Burke, mixed with the glimmer in my father's eye and the light in my mother's womb. I come from, I go to, I come from again, this infinite cycle will never end. I come from watermelon mountains spitting seeds at the sun. I come from demons and darkness that I just can't outrun. I come from my father's talent and my mother's spirituality. I come from a revolutionary mind and a rebel mentality. I come from paper mache pinatas filled with prizes that can change your mind. I come from a people who are mestizo, mixing all of humankind. I come from drunken rancheras, some from the heart at matanzas or, or weddings or, or just because lovers are apart. I come from warm tortillas, 
loving my tias, the water of the Rio Grande, the love of the Madre, bleeding hearts and book smarts. I come from music, dancing, art. If you ask me where I come from, psh, I don't even know where to start. Now that poem is a poem about kind of looking into my roots and, and Looking into my roots is easy if I'm looking into ancient history and looking into, I don't know, uh, uh, pre-Columbian, Mesoamerican, indigenous philosophies. But when we're talking about my family and who I am and where I come from, that tends to get a little bit more difficult for me. So I'm going to share a little bit that I wrote a little bit about my father because I think it's very, it's very appropriate right now. See, music has been a part of my life as long as I can remember. But see, when I was young, we didn't really listen to my father's music because he passed away when I was a baby. He had pancreatic cancer and he passed away when I was 18 months old. So all I really knew of my father was this music. And, and this music was boleros and rancheras and, and what I found to be very interesting, a lot of polkas. And, and I thought that was strange that we had uh, music from Germany in our culture that's so much part of who we are. And, and the, the, the cumbias and the, the rancheras that they danced, that was part of not only just kind of the music we hear throughout our day, throughout our daily lives, it was part of who we were. It brought us together. It gave us a reason to celebrate. It gave us a reason to appreciate our, our, our culture and our history and our, and our, our, our life, our, our vida in that way. So I have a couple poems that I wrote specifically about my father that I'd like to share with you. Um, the first one I wrote, See, I told you that my father had passed away, and I wrote a poem about his passing. And this is a poem titled Casanova Sr. His doctor said he couldn't possibly father a child. He was too sick. He could hardly even hold his own saxophone, but he was ready to be a father. They tried once before. She didn't have the strength to carry him full term, and this time she was determined. Every day she made herself fresh tortillas, beans, and chile to fuel her and her baby. Only the food that she made with her own hands would stay down, gave her the strength to complete the journey. My father's cancer had already ravaged his body. The chemo had taken his hair, but he was still there. The doctors gave him three months, but he saw his son live for 18 months before he was called home to meet his maker, leaving her all alone with a child and his music. It was that lamp's last light. It was the last night. And there wasn't enough oil to keep the flame burning. His, his fire illuminated the faces and warmed the hearts of all of us. He finished his flickering dance with the wind. And the cold, cutting, and cunning wind blew hard. But the flame just danced longer than it was supposed to. Lighting our lives with his own piece of noonday sun. And when my father died, he left a little flame smoldering in the heart of his son. 
and he left his son music so he could learn to dance too and a little bit of light to illuminate the darkness of all the grief that he left behind. See, that's the story of the father that I knew, the leader of Mani and the Casanovas, the, the leader of a band, a man who made people dance. He traveled across southern Colorado and toured across northern New Mexico and, and, and frequented a lot of the different nightclubs and bars and where people would go to get together and dance and celebrate life in this way. Um, some of the things that I know about his music is, is that when he would play his music, people would fill the dance floor. And, and, and so now that I'm a grown man and I go back to listen to this music and I go back to think about the legacy of my father that I have to live on with now, I think about how his music and his story has affected my, my poetry because I didn't become a a, a musician. I became a, an artist, but I became a poet. And I think it's because my father passed away when I was very young and I didn't have a chance to, to get to know him in that way. And so there was always something missing in my heart like that, which brings us to the next poem I wanted to share with you. It's titled uh, Random Leavers. And I'm going to share it with you now because let me just read it to you. Sometimes they say it's better when a, when a poet has more poetry and less introduction to their poem. So I'm going to recite this random leaver's poem for you. I was remembering my father's saxophone, remembering those days when I was angry at God for taking them from me. I only had this brass instrument as a memory of him. He died when I was a baby. Instead of a father... I had these levers, these levers that manipulated, that I manipulated with my fingers, and I blow into an old cracked reed that once made music with my father's breath. But that man has always been a stranger to me. I would blow into that saxophone, but without proper guidance and instruction, I would just play sour notes. And I played those sour notes. I played myself into trouble, played myself into jail. Every time I tried to play a tune, all I could play was mistakes, stumbling through life, blowing with all my might, but just randomly pressing levers, waiting for the music to come. See, that's the story that I have of my father. What I know of him is the legacy of the music he left behind and an instrument that I didn't know how to play. So I found my arte as a way to express myself, as a way to get out what was inside of me in this way. And so now I want to share one more poem with you before we get to the question and answer part of this. And I'm kind of excited to hear what kind of questions you got. So don't be shy and be sure to, to type them on the, on the chat there. But um, the title of this poem is about life. It's, it's, it's called Mi Vida Loca, because that's the crazy life we live sometimes. And I wanted to share this poem with you. Um, and it's about living life to the fullest. You'll understand. I'm just going to get down to it now. Mi Vida Loca, my crazy life 
full of magic and mystery. This life we lead, this road we walk, our shoes are tattered and torn, but still we dance. We dance to celebrate life. La vida. We dance our prayers into the soil, Mother Earth, Madre Tierra, as tears trickle down our cheeks with passion and palmas con gusto. Our grito can be heard, crying out our pain until it turns to laughter. After that, we laugh at our own mortality. Muerte and marigolds litter the streets of the South Valley as we build altars that honor our ancestors who are with us here in spirit. Finding silence in secret, sacred spaces, places where the river tells her tales and the cotton floats in the air like forgotten dreams, reminding us of our magic here in the moment, forever now. The river sings and her melody is mesmerizing, making music that was composed at the beginning the time at the magic hour where the light is blue where we are one unmoving together in this melody and rhythm we dance this dance this vida's life full of locotes this beautiful nightmare where we all bleed red and we all shed tears in secret together we all cry alone hiding the shame of our tears by avoiding eye contact because our eyes got big mouths and they'll snitch on you for the price of a glance. Don't give them a chance. And don't get dizzy because spinning is part of the dance. Like a Sufi, our spirals spin inward and our suffering is a sacrifice like the scars on a sun dancer's chest. But we don't speak of the things that we take seriously and hold sacred like Santuario Sand, or a sage smudge stick sitting on an altar next to pictures of people in need of prayer, metakioasin, all our relations. With gratitude, we give thanks for this life, this vida, this brief moment where our little light shines for less than the blink of an eye in the dream of time, and we awaken to find lagañas in our eyes, reminding us to bring back all the signs and symbols from our dreams, the flowers and song, the flor y canto, our memory of our magic, our hope for our children, our grandchildren's songs that we're learning to hum today. Today, today we inherit the legacy of opportunity. Every morning the sun rises and we get another chance to feel this rhythm and dance this dance, this vida, this brief moment where our little light shines for less than the blink of an eye in the dream of time and we awaken to find lagañas in our eyes reminding us to spin and go in circles like the beautiful ballerinas that are always on their toes in this intense terror, in this this intense tangle of terror and delight, two-stepping with la muerte to the last song at the end of the night before the early bird begins to sing and the world becomes washed in that blue light before dawn, the delicate light of an infant day where we get another opportunity to shine, another chance to dance. Thank you. Okay, now I'm going to look and see at questions, questions. Um, uh, 
it said that my father, oh, okay. Um, what is the name of my father's band? It was Manny and the Casanovas. That was the name of his band. Um, the next question is, my father was obviously an inspiration of my poetry. Can I talk a little bit about some of my other inspirations? Um, my poetic inspirations, well, okay. I, when I was young, I always carried a notebook with me everywhere I went, and I would write rhymes or whatever popped into my head. But as I got older, I got into hip-hop. I was the beatboxer. <laughs> But my other friends would rhyme and we'd get down all night long and that that was what I thought was was poetry at the time but what I didn't understand is that hip-hop was like cotton candy it tasted good and it was fun it just didn't have vitamins that fed me in that way and it wasn't until I went to a poetry slam that I find that thing that spoke to me um, and and I started going to poetry slams and I loved it I thought that was a great way for me to share my arte in that way and eventually I started to win and since then I've represented my city on a national level four times and I I got named the Albuquerque Poet Laureate. So a lot of my influences come from living, breathing poets that are that are working the pavement every day, uh, uh, writing their their emotion and their life into into poetry. Okay, let me see. Um, how long did I work on on poems? Uh oh, you can. Oh, before I consider them done. A lot of my poems are never done. You kind of always, every time you look at it, you can find something that you can adjust, that you can change. I believe that poetry is written in the revision. That's when it's time to start getting to the, what you meant to say and to say it eloquently. So there's no answer to that one. I can't tell you when, it, when I know it's done because I don't always know if it's done or not. Um, have you thought about pairing your poetry with a traditional violinist or solo instrumentist in Chicano Pofusion? I like that. I've done this with Ramon del Castillo in the past, creates a new meta-realism, yes. Well, see, my poetry, my arte has evolved to a place where I understand the healing power of this arte, that it can inspire other people to start using this art to express themselves authentically and to heal themselves from the scars and bruises that we carry on our heart in that way. So I understand the, the ceremony aspects of poetry. And when we mix with different different instruments and different artists and different different disciplines in that way the 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 magic becomes more powerful and 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 it, it becomes it becomes duende and i like that word okay okay let me see thank you for calling me brilliant that makes me feel good usually it's just my wife or my mother that says things like that okay um I got you laughing and crying right on. See, that's what poetry does. It grabs your heart, it squeezes it, it makes you feel, it makes you feel the, all the feels. How many books do I have? I have two. The first one is, but my friends called me Burke, and the second one is titled Own Boy, and they're both available on Amazon right now. Um, what advice do I have for young people who are trying to find their voice? <sighs> that's rough. What it is, 
is you got to be yourself and that's what's hard. But the way you do it is, is you allow that voice in your head to come out unfiltered through your pencil and write out stream of conscious, whatever thoughts you have, get them out on the page. And then, then you have bricks that you can use to build a house of poetry or, or lyricism or whatever it is you're looking for. But first you got to get to that, that, authentic sincere place that place where you tell the truth where you tell the truth that you even hide from yourself sometimes okay let me see um oh don't compare me to Walt Whitman that's 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 one of the all-time greats thank you um do I teach my art? If so, where? Any master class online? No. But I do go to uh, uh, detention centers for young incarcerated youth to get them to heal themselves through authentic self-expression. I go to high schools and I try to ask if I can go to high schools in the hard parts of town because I like the knuckleheads where the guys are like, poetry is soft, eh? I don't want this, man. And then at the end, they're like, sir, sir, I just wrote a poem. Can I share it with you? I just wrote it. I want to I wanna know if you like it. And so that I love that, that little switch that I can do in the classroom. But, and, but I do, actually, now that we're having this uh, uh, quarantine, I've been doing my uh, uh, writing workshop called Low Writing that I, that I usually do here in our community. I've been doing it online. So look for my name on Facebook, and that's where I, or, or Low Writing is two words, Low Writing, and, and, and it's where we come together and write, and it's about community writing, where we share with each other our, our emotions and feelings in that way. It's the, it's the first and third Tuesday of every month. Um, okay, what instruments do I play? Um, wait, first, let me back up. Are there any recordings of Manny and the Casanovas? Yes, they're on YouTube. Uh, I, honestly, I don't even know who loaded them up there, but I found them there myself, and I was all excited to hear that music. Yes, it's on YouTube. Just search Manny and the Casanovas, and you'll find it. It's there. Um, now, what instruments do I play? See, I always had a weird little thing in my head about my father. My father is a, was a real musician. He played the saxophone. He played the drums. He played real instruments. So when I would pick up instruments and try to play them, I would always get all insecure and worried. So I kind of gravitated towards instruments that, that kind of only I can play. So I play the didgeridoo. I, I can beatbox with the didgeridoo. I, I play the, the, a shakuhachi, it's a Japanese, a Japanese flute. I, I kind of try to meditate with it, and I play hand drums um, to, to, and I use them to meditate, but I, I don't really incorporate them into my performances too much because I, I get a little embarrassed when I play my instruments. Okay, do I have recordings of my poems? Yes, they're on YouTube um, under Chicano Poet with an X, so X-I-C-A-N-O-P-O-E-T. Um, and, and or even just look up Manuel Gonzalez and Albuquerque poetry, and there's like all kinds of things that other people have recorded of me too that come up sometimes. Um, oh, and there's a on PBS a show called Colores that that where they did one episode on me that that I'm there too. Oh, they said to prove that I can beatbox with a didgeridoo. Would you mind go getting my didgeridoo real quick? It's it's. 
in the other room. Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna beatbox with the didgeridoo. Oh, okay. My didgeridoo is hard to get to right now, but I can I can do a little bit like this. Watch. now in short notice and I gotta give credit to my my friend Mikey Piotis who taught me how to beatbox with the flute um let me see thank you they're applauding it yay um so that's my presentation I I I I I'm open to any last questions if anybody else has any questions to ask I'd be happy to 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 answer them Hey, Manny, I think uh, there are a few more questions up earlier. Oh, and, let me back up. Someone asked about your writing process, and do you sit down and write every day, or do you wait for inspiration? Um, I wish I could be as disciplined to tell you that I write every day, but, okay, some of us that are writers are writers because sometimes we need to pick up a pen and get out what's in our heart at that moment right there to, to survive. It helps us to, to work through some of the things that we're dealing with. So sometimes my writing process is I need a pencil. I need a paper right now. Leave me alone. I got to write. Sometimes my writing process is going through uh, uh, current events or, or actually when I do my workshop, I like to write a, have the, the students write about specific emotions and we compare emotions to colors and the sounds and to, and to different things that, that and, and how our emotions affect our perception of time. These are things that I like to help inspire us. Um, I also think it's very important for us to look into our roots, to write about our ancestry. And if you're one of those English, Irish, German people, you can write about all your mixed ancestry that mixes together to make you who you are. Cause as a Chicano, we are mestizo. We are a, mi a mixture of every race in the world. That's what I like to, when I go into the classrooms, I get to explain the definition of la raza cosmica. And what la raza cosmica is, is that's the cosmic race of one day all the people on the earth are going to stop fighting and we're going to come together and we're going to end up being one race. And that one race after we all mix is la raza cosmica. And those of us that come from mixed heritages in that way, we're, we're the beginnings of that cosmic race of people like that. Um, but that's, 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 Kind of my writing process is very sporadic. I, I like to I like to look at poets that I admire and poets that 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 inspire me, and look at a poem that specifically spoke to my heart, and then see if I can't find a way to put my own spin on that same idea, and then write a poem in response to. Um, but poetry and writing is just nothing more than letting out the dialogue that you have in your mind. If you can write down stream of conscious, just whatever words pop into your head, you can find poetry in that writing. I think free writing is my best 
source for material is I look into like just free writing stream of conscious, try not to think too hard. I'm just writing and then it gets out. Okay, I'm looking for what are my top three favorite poems? Oh, that's a good one. Okay, okay, number okay, number three. Oh, that's hard. Okay, look up. I'll, 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 better than that, I can do three poets better than three poems. And these are living, breathing. You can go look them up on YouTube, and they're gonna blow your mind and inspire you. The first one is Andrea Gibson. She's from Pueblo, Colorado, and she is brilliant and, and, and squeezes my heart so hard, sometimes I gotta cry. The next one is Buddy Wakefield. What I love about his poetry is that it's so conversational. Sometimes you don't even know he's speaking a poem. He's just speaking so eloquently and beautiful that it, it, it just wraps itself around your soul. And then my last and most favorite poet, in, in my opinion, I love Saul Williams. Look up Saul Williams and his poetry from back in the day. He had some amazing stuff. And of course, there's like Gil Scott Heron and the last poets. And, and then there's, there's as far as Neruda and, and, and Octavio Paz, and, and there's the taco shop poets. And our New Mexico poet laureate is Levi Romero, and he's brilliant too. Uh, don't ask me about poetry because that's a topic I like to talk about it. I could keep going, but I'm going to leave you with those ones for now. Were any of the poems I shared today inspired by a specific poem? Yes. The I Come From poem is a poetic form that we use when we go into schools. That's the way we like to start with this I Come From because it lets people start to look into their roots and into their own story so that we can start telling our own stories in an authentic way. So my I Come From poem came from somebody else who taught me the I Come From and, and all it really is is the phrase I come from with a phrase with an image from my life that I feel to be important. And then I keep doing that and, and I added rhyme to it. Okay, so thank you so much. If there's, if there's any other questions, I don't see them. I wanted to end with one more poem, if you don't mind. I wanted to spit one more, and then I'll leave you guys alone. Unless there's any more questions. I'm looking, do I ever write my poetry entirely in Spanish? I am ashamed to say that I'm a pocho, and my Spanish is bad. I can understand way more than I can speak, but I'm always scared of, like, saying the wrong thing. So I incorporate a lot of Spanglish and calo and our little, you know, cholo words that we use, but my Spanish is very sparse, sparse but it's, it's, it's very small. <laughs> Hey, man, there was a request earlier. Um, Anne-Marie asked if you would mind giving a writing prompt to nine-year-old girls whose family has roots in northern New Mexico. Oh, I want you to write the phrase just like I did with that poem that I talked about. I come from, and then just talk about the things that you know about there. And if you don't know, that's a good opportunity to start asking your families about what they know about northern New Mexico, but the things you want to write about is the food you eat, the music you listen to, your family gatherings, and the things you do. That's how you do it. I come from and talk about those things. Now, I'm going to end with a poem. And, and um, I know this is about so southern Colorado and northern New Mexico, but 
I'm from Albuquerque. And those of us from Albuquerque don't always say Albuquerque. Sometimes we say the word burke. And so I'm going to do a poem that's, in, that's the title of my book, but my friends call me burke. Hold on a second. With watermelon mountains melting misconceptions with crazy local dreams and contemplative confessions. I watch cholos chasing chitas. They're living mi vida loca like the ancient mexica with kickback khakis that camouflage our clown faces. We smile now, but we cry later. And I watch breakdancing b-boys battling the crossfader. My name? is Albuquerque, but my friends call me Burke, as my mother makes masa with flour and manteca, rolling her tortillas and scraping her spices in a morcajete like the ancient Azteca, as Tolteca knowledge is passed down from our grandfathers, and my mother lights a candle to la Virgen de Guadalupe, my name is Albuquerque. But my friends call me Buque, as the sands of the santuario silently calls the sound for my soul. And the patience and perseverance of the penitentes plant the seed that will one day make me whole. And the legions of Mary who pray the rosary for humanity, who don't have enough time to bend their own knees. My name is Albuquerque, but my friends call me Burke. Listening to Saturday morning traditions played by musicians, the founding fathers of my self-image, those rancheras and cumbias and boleros sung with the teardrop on their vocal cords. Volver, volver, volver. My name is Albuquerque, but my friends call me Burke, and I'm looking at a trisco. I'm looking at a Frisco and I'm thinking about land grants, wondering if our kids even have a chance as day turns to night and they begin to dance. You know, I was named after a Duke who never left Spain and being junior without knowing your father brings a lot of pain. My name is Albuquerque, but my friends call me Burke. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for listening and, 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 and giving me your attention in that way. I appreciate you. Thank you for listening to this episode of Unpacked Talks from History Colorado. If you like this show, we'd love for you to give us a five-star review on iTunes. To find more about our shows, visit historycolorado.org forward slash podcasts.